0: Yeah. Hey.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 35 of the us Show. Back at it again. I know I haven't delivered an episode since free agency, um, but we're here now. You know, we got some more exciting news that just, you know, landed on us this week. It's been a hectic week. You know, we were kind of, you know, trying to figure out the last bits of free agency as far as trades going down, people being bought out, what was really going to happen. A lot of things have transpired. So it's been such a great week, and I'm just excited to get right into the topics, but, you know, like every other episode, I got to, you know, rehash you guys on last week's episode. So on episode 34 of The season's Show, my boy... Who calls himself the Hood Woj? <laughs> for those of you guys who don't know, Hood Woj is Adrian Wojnarowski. He just thinks he's the Hood Woj because he likes to, you know, alert us with a lot of NBA transactions that has transpired. Um, but Wave was up there, and you know, we just debated free agency and what we thought about it, and it was a pretty good episode. And I and I feel like this episode is going, to, you know, reciprocate that and, and, and just bring that energy. Um, so episode 35, I'm gonna have one of my old roommates, Javante, up here. You know, we were old roommates for a little bit. We used to play 2K every now and then when he was free. And um, if you are if you're in Richmond right now and you need a cut, definitely go to him. You know, he'll hook you up. He hooked me up a few times, but you know, I gotta stay loyal to my 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 barber, Barbara Burke. So shout out to Barbara Burke. But without any, you know, further ado, welcome my boy Javante. <laughs> Yo, yo, yo. This is Javante with the Great Caesars. Happy to be here, man. I'm happy that you're here, man. I remember you commenting on one of my videos, and you said, yo, you had to be on. I just remember we used to talk hoops all the time, and from what I've heard, you know, things you said were very, very justified. You know, we hooped together a couple times at Carey Street Gym. I know I ain't the best, but I consider myself, if I had to to put myself in a category, I'd be like a Danny Green, just a 3 and D, and then try to get your rebounds and shit like that. But uh, how you been, man? It's been a while, right? yeah man it's been a while um went to school now I'm back in Richmond,
0: ready to get on your podcast, show my support, and I ready to talk sports man Let's
1: go so let's get it. so the first topic I want to talk about today um I know you guys think I'm gonna talk about you know what, but we're gonna save that for last you got you gotta save the best for last, right but let's get. Carmelo Anthony out the way. So for those of you guys who don't know, Carmelo Anthony was on the OKC Thunder. And, uh, you know, going into last season, you know, we had this whole phenomenon with Hoodie Mello. We really thought that, you know, being slighted by the Knicks these past couple of years, them not having the assets to really build around them, you know, management coming in, getting a new coach every other year it seemed like. He didn't. He, he kind of wasted his career, his prime years, um, and then the organization just kind of treated him like BS. So we thought that you know him leaving there, getting traded, and finally going to a new home, new environment, being away from all that drama in New York. We thought that being with Russ and being with Paul George and that other you know athletic tandem. We thought. That was going to revitalize And we thought he was going to Be the mellow he once was And that wasn't the case uh, You know He came from averaging average what 22, 23 points a game To 16 points a game He really didn't like Being third fiddle To Russell Westbrook And Paul George And I think with that It kind of Mess with him mentally because he's not really a spot up shooter. He's more of an ISO guy. Yo, give me the ball on the block. I'm gonna do work. Um, but he had to change his role a lot. And for a little bit, I thought, you know, he, he kind of had rough patches. But towards the middle of the season, he he kind of finally adjusted. I felt like Russell Westbrook and Paul George just said, "Now, like, yo, like if we want to win and make the playoffs and try to compete, you gotta redefine your game." And I feel like. He did that a little bit, but I felt like he still wasn't comfortable with it. And we saw that when he went to the playoffs. I think he only averaged about twelve, thirteen points, shot terrible, I think damn near thirty nine, forty percent from the field. And he just he just looked like he was out of his prime. I mean, obviously he was kind of out of his prime, but he just looked like he won't the mellow that we're used to seeing. He it looked like he wasn't enjoying being out there. Um, so he, you know, he bought into his well. He didn't buy into. He opted into his contract, so that allowed him to get his twenty six million dollars. Um, and then from there, it was crazy. Once he opted in, I'm I'm assuming from him opting in, obviously he's gonna get the money. But I thought you know him and the front office are gonna have that um, you know talk about him finally coming off the bench because I, I I honestly feel just watching those last couple of games, he's a defensive liability. So I felt like once he got on the bench, I just felt like they were better without him um and i felt like to really you know he's on the last part you know the last you know ladder last whatever you want to call it of his career i feel like now he's he needs to accept the role that he's not a starter he's not the player he used to be and that's okay you know what i'm saying obviously you came into the draft class with d-way bosh and bron all them got rings you never wanted to adjust to your game uh you kind of were just a lot you know selfish a lot but you know, things happen, so I think he should have he should have done that, but he didn't want to, but to make a long story short, uh, breaking news actually today, he just got his contract bought out. Um, well, not his contract bought out. I'm sorry, guys. He got traded to the Hawks for a 2022 lottery pick from the OKC Thunder, and um, he got traded for Dennis Schroeder and some forward named Mike Muscala, who I have to do my research on, but... Um they're now saying the Hawks are going to buy his contract out so he kind of still wins at the same time he's going to get his 26 million up front and now he's going to be a free agent and you know he's going to take that uh, veterans minimum like how Dwight did with you know the uh Washington Wizards so um how do you feel about all this and what do you think are some some good landing spots for Hoodie Melo Well
0: first I think we need to rethink how we think about Melo mm-hmm. I think the problem that we have is too often we want to put him on the same level as a LeBron James, a Kobe Bryant, or a Durant. He's never been that type of player. We wanted him to be that type of player. Mm-hmm. I think uh I think what he is at best is a, a damn good score. Mm-hmm. Like he he doesn't have that leadership to carry a team. Yeah. Um we can say that he's taken some steps back since New York, but in all actuality, he's still a 22, 23 point scorer game. He had two damn good scores on his team. Yeah. On i um, so I mean he's get he if you give him the shots he's going to produce. Yeah. But he's not I don't even want him coming off the bench to be honest. And I think uh wherever he lands um it can either go, you know, great or it can go bad. It's going to go bad if they expect him to adjust. He's not going to adjust. He hasn't, hasn't adjusted in what? 13 14 seasons. Yeah. He's going to be the same player. Yeah. So I think any team that's going to take him I wouldn't want him to go to a Lakers. I wouldn't want him to go to the Rockets. Not the Rockets? I would not want him to go to the Rockets. If the Rockets wants to win a
1: championship, Milo is not coming off the bench. Where are, you, where are you going to plug him? I don't know. Like And just to answer you, I mean, just to argue against that, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he can very well be a starter, but... I think he has to play that position where he was when he was with OKC playing the four. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at these threes nowadays, he cannot keep up with them defensively. He's too slow on his feet. Yeah, I don't so, disagree with that. So I think he has to, if he wants to start, he has to play the four. But it's going to be real hard to do that because mm-hmm. he doesn't like playing the four, even though he thrived that way when he was in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just my two cents I add to that. No, I don't disagree
0: with none of that. My uh, biggest uh, pushback would be his shots. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to take the ball from Chris Paul or Harden? Yeah. On a drive, he's he's not above the rim type player, so I mean, Capella has to be in the lane. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to push him out or give him some out post up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't see it working out in Rockets. If the Rockets the Rockets would be better off if they do not pick up Melo
1: mm-hmm.
0: and find a better uh, another shooter or actually
1: somebody that wants to come off the bench that can produce maybe 10 to 12 points a game. Now do you think you know, Chris Paul maybe talking in his ear and saying, yo, if you want to, if you want this to work, this is what you have to do. Do you think they've had that talk? I know they're good friends. Mm-hmm. Um I
0: think it I think as a leader, I think Chris Paul had that conversation with him. Mm-hmm. But I think Millow has been uh has not been hesitant to tell people that he's not coming off the bench. Yeah. And, I mean, right. and he's not going to be effective if he's not getting the shots. Yeah. And he's never been an efficient scorer. He's always been a, what, a low 45, yeah. between 40? 40. You're wasting it. And, I mean, likely he would get those shots in a fast-paced offense. Yeah. But then you also have to consider him going up and down the court at his age. Yeah. You also got to consider him playing defense in a fast-paced offense. He's never really played in a fast-paced offense. I mean, you can make the case that OKC, but that's more so Russ pushing the ball. That's not swing, swing, tight pass. And when he does ISO, we have an ISO player who produces not two, just for two, ISO, two players. ISO players that only not just produces for for themselves, but also the shooters and uh, Capella. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the person that would be hurt most in that starting lineup, he does start is Capella because he thrives off James Harden attacking, and he thrives off Chris Paul attacking in the ball movement and he picks those shots up. Melo is going to hurt that offense. If he goes to the Rockets, mm-hmm. it might look good on paper, but yeah. if he's not adjusting, it's not going to work. Yeah. Now what you're going to ask Melo to come off the bench and like just light it up, but, to me, that just doesn't make sense. He already stated that he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, And he's not going to look good in the Lakers uniform anyway, to be honest.
1: And I you. feel like the fact that he hasn't won a championship, he still has something to prove. So, like you said, he's definitely not going to come to the bench. Because that was about to be like, d kinda came, came over the bench, you know, when he was in Cleveland and when he got traded back to Miami. Why can't he buy into that?
0: I think it's ego. Mm-hmm. Because just like I said, we see him as uh, LeBron, Durant, Kobe type. He sees himself as that. Yeah. I never thought he was that player. <laughs> I mean, you look at any any he, he 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 has had good teams. Yeah, he doesn't have good leadership because yeah. at the end of the day, it's about me getting my shots up, and it's also about me getting my money. Mm. Like I don't remember the last time Mello took a pay cut to yeah. bring players over there. Yeah, he's not necessarily a type of player that players wants to play with. He might be a cool locker room dude, but yeah, I mean nobody's nobody ran to New York to play with him. That's nobody true. ran to Denver to play with him. Yeah. Now he's looking for teams, but. Maybe the only person that can get something out of him is a LeBron, but at this point it's like mm-hmm. he is, he's going to be the player he's always been, somebody that wants to score the ball. He has to be in an offense where he's, he's the guy, and he's going to get those 23, 24, 25 points a game, yeah. but it's going to cost him because he's not going to make the playoffs as we've seen,
1: especially <laughs> at this age. Especially at this age. so He might need to go to the Spurs. Mm, i love you hoodie mellow but i i'm 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 good off that you know we're 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 good (laughs) because coach pop will make you come off the bench and you know you ain't rocking with that um but that's very interesting point so so if you had to choose a team let's say a team that's playoff within playoff contention whether it be the east or the west where would you see him fit at would you see him fit well with let's say the wizards or something
0: you know, I never thought about the question until you asked. Mm-hmm. I
1: think a Wizard would,
0: the Wizards would be a good landing spot for him. But I think at the end of the day, it's about what do you want the outcome to be? Do you want to be a champion or do you want to be somebody that just put up shots or just a player that I can have on my team to have a great season? I mean, in that case, go to the Sixers. I mean, they're not going to win anyway. Yeah. I mean, Golden State has a locked up for the next three years. <laughs> so to me, that's, to me, it's really. Know where he can go, where it would put that team over a hump. The
1: mm-hmm.
0: Lakers in the rebuilding. I think it's high risk high, I think it's high risk low reward if he goes to the Rockets. I wouldn't want him to go to the Sixers because they in a rebuilding process. He's definitely not going to Boston because we really don't. We you, you saw what Boston did without two All Stars and Kyrie and Hayward. Yeah, we don't need Melo. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day. Melo needs to do some little self-reflecting and maybe take it down a notch and just be a great 6 man at least for maybe one or two
1: years. He would thrive as a six man oh, he and he would get, get all the shots he wants. Every shots that he wants. He can run you can run the offense through him if he comes off the bench. Absolutely. So Melo, we'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna we're gonna be alert. Like I said, you just got you about to get your uh contract, you know, bought out, so you're gonna get your money. So like I like like Javante said, like what do you care about? Do you care about putting up buckets? We already know you're a scorer. That's cemented in your legacy. Hell of a score. All you need is to be validated with that ring. You know what I'm saying it don't mean a thing if you don't got that ring. So go get that ring and it's put you your pride aside. Up, we we all all everyone knows who you who you were and who you are as a player. Just try to get that ring, man. Try to get that ring. <laughs> Next up, I want to talk about is my guy um, Isaiah Thomas. You know, this is a little bit old news, but I haven't had a chance to talk about it. Now, now, there's no really need to go down memory lane. I can I can probably you know paint a picture for you guys in within the next ten to fifteen seconds. It was a top three candidate um, back when he was with the Celtics last year. Um, he got his team, I think the Celtics were number one seed, or number number one seed, I think. One or two, one or two seed. Um, top three candidate. You know, he reminded me of like a new school AI, you know, as far as like his build up and him just willing his team to win and get into the basket and just basically building your team just around defenders. Um, and I feel like with Brad Steven Stissom, he, he, he thrived a lot, but he got hurt. He messed up his hip. He kept playing through it, and you know, from there, he he banged up his hip a lot. You know, he was supposed to get paid, you know, hundred plus million dollars. Um, he got traded to Cleveland, which I thought would revitalize him. I thought that would kind of help take the pressure off of LeBron James, but he was kind of in his way too because it's like I'm on my last year, and I, you know, I want to get my money too, so. If I'm not producing what I'm normally used to producing, I'm not going to get paid this money. So I felt like when I watched him play, it was more so like, yo, let me get my buckets. Like, we're going to get to the finals anyways. We, we I'm going to figure it out on the fly. But Bron was not rocking with that. I'm sure Braun had a talk with Kobe Altman, and he got traded along with D-Way, along with D-Rose, along with Jay Crowder, um, and he went to the Lakers, you know, and he wanted to be a starter. But they already invested in Lonzo so much that they said that Lonzo was the future. Magic Johnson made that very clear. He accepted coming off the bench, you know what I'm saying? Because he was used to that. Only when he got to the Boston was when he really became that starter. But it's kind of hard, like you said, being so used to something for a little bit and then taking a step down. Um, so he went to the Lakers. And, you know, he actually played very, very good off the bench. I really liked him a lot. I didn't really think LeBron was going to end up on the Lakers. I kind of knew a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I thought that, you know, if that ship were to sail, and let's say he went to Philly or let's say he went to Houston, I really thought that, you know, the Celtics – I mean, not the Celtics, the Lakers were going to, you know, sign him and give him a little bit of money, and he's going to come off the bench and really, you know, help them out. But that got cut short again, and he (laughs) – he got surgery arth- arthroscopic surgery on his hip i think he should be back by the start of training camp and now you know he's been shipping around trying to get this deal and he got a deal from the nuggets for 2 million dollars and uh it kind of sucks you know being you know supposed to be making 9 9 i mean 100 million dollars now making 2 million i mean i know it's a blessing to be in the league and i know 2 million dollars is a lot to us but in the form of entertainment it's just like uh how do you feel about that? Well, first and foremost, I'm
0: I never feel bad for somebody that's gonna make two million dollars. Cause I need that. But what I don't want us to do is be a prisoner of the moment to act like Isaiah was some great player. Like he had one great year. <laughs> like let's not forget that he also was like the last pick in his in his draft class. Yeah, pick number sixty. And he wasn't that he did he he's a solid player. He's not a franchise player. And I think for him to go to where he's going? Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. I think, that's a, I think it's great for the Denver Nuggets organization. I think it's great for him because really all this is is an audition for him. I think one year, $2 million, that's fair. I, I never thought he was a $100 million player. Like, he's, he's 5'8", he's 5'9", and he's limited. Mm-hmm. He's a liability on defense. Super liability. There's no way he was going to take that Boston to the promised land. Mm-hmm. He's the type of player. I actually think he would be better coming off the bench, to yeah. be honest. Because he's he's such a liability on defense, mm-hmm. he can score the, he can score the basketball, he can get to the rim. He will be great for a team that's looking uh, for another piece to come off the bench that'll help them. But I like I said, I don't feel bad for uh, IT for getting two million dollars to 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 go to where he's going. Like mm-hmm. he's in a great position, I think, in his NBA career as of right now, at least with that one year with Boston, he overachieved. I think we're giving him too much praise. For something that he he wouldn't have been able to sustain three, three to five years. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving, we saw what he did when he came in his rookie season. We saw what he did with with LeBron James. This guy, IT, he's just a solid player. I think we want to, you know, rally behind him because he's undersized and he's attacking, he can shoot, he has the skill set. But at the end of the day, he's 5'8", he's 5'9". It's only but so much he was going to do for a team anyway. Yeah. So I don't feel bad. Two million dollars. Great deal for uh, great deal for him.
1: And I, I think another thing that rubs, you know, fans, analysts, whatever you want to call it, NBA lovers the wrong way is what it came with too, because he was the franchise player. Was he? F- with Boston for that, that one little year stint. He was different. Fr- you know what I'm saying? He was he was a franchise player. Um and I think what rubs him the wrong way too is the way Danny Ainge handled things, just trading him away, him, you know, being due for a contract, his his uh his sister dying, so I think it's just a lot of things that came with it too. But you, you paint a great picture, and and I agree with you too. Like he had one good year, and for what it's worth, he's just an undersized point guard who's a defensive liability. And I think you know his role is being a sixth man. So I don't really have anything to say with that. Um, do you think? Because who who's their starting point guard right now? Is it uh what's that light-skinned dude's name <laughs> Murray? I, I can't even remember his name, but you think he's going to come off the bench or um, he's going to be a starter? Or maybe he might fight to get the starting spot.
0: I think it will behoove IT to fight for a starting position because where he
1: is right now is not where he's going to retire. No, for sure. He's gonna so, he's gonna be like like that Jamal Crawford type of player. Obviously, absolutely. Jamal Crawford got lucky with the Clippers being mm-hmm. there for a couple of years. But as far as just bouncing from team to team, that's what he's gonna be.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I I, I definitely don't disagree with that. I think, like I said, this is gonna be his one year audition. I think, and I mean, at the end of the day, I I hate what Boston did to him. But at the end of the day, it's National Basketball Association. It is a business. Uh, I think right now for the next one or two years, he needs to be thinking of a long term contract. I wouldn't right now. I wouldn't even you know, worry about a championship team. He needs to, because he's already, uh, he's not old, but he's getting up there. Mm -hmm. And like I said, he's an injured point guard that's already undersized the defensive liability. So right now what I think he needs to be focusing on is having a solid season to which his agent can uh, negotiate a contract, a long-term contract, and then from there, you know, make the move. But one-year deal, $2 million, he need to play his ass off.
1: Yeah. And today, you know, DeMarcus Cousins finally had his press conference, and he got a warm welcome to the Golden State Warriors. And um, I'm just going to try to find this one slight quote. If not, I'll paraphrase it. Uh, okay, this is what he said uh, on Jonah Warriors. This is my ace of spades. Um, This is my nuclear bomb, my last resort. Um, And then what did he say? Yeah, I could have probably gotten a decent contract from a bad team, but how does that help me? I'm already fighting a career and an injury. I'm not going to put myself in an already bad situation to prove my value or my worth as a player in a situation that's not looking to win. I knew how it would be perceived from some I don't give a fuck. I'm saying it now because I've seen the reaction, but I didn't give a fuck. I knew where my ace was and I made the call. How do you feel about, you know, I mean, I know I talked about last, you know, last week, but how do you feel about DeMarcus Cousins um, on the Warriors? (laughs) Caesars. I love it. I love
0: it. I love it. Why? For two reasons. Um, like I, I'd never knock a, a any team for going after the best players that's available, and I'd never knock a a, a player going for the best uh, choice that benefits them.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, like I said, he's probably not going to play until like the uh, half of a season once he get back from the injury. Um, Forty one games, you never know what's going to happen between then. I think it sets the Warriors up for in case there's an injury. That's okay. We got, you know, big man that's a, that can actually play like a big man and also can stretch the court at the three-point line. Mm. And like he's top, he's top three big man in the league. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely an upgrade from any any center that they already had. I love it. Mm. And like I said, man, it's all about championship security and getting your check. He's secure with his money, he's wanting to take the pay cut and also playing with a bad team. Playing with a bad team always uh, shortens your lifespan in the NBA because you're doing more. That's true. And sometimes you don't like I playing on a bad team. I might be a a a a thirty-point scorer, and I but point. I'm yeah, staff stuffer. But I'm also dead at the end of the night. My shots. Uh, I'm taking shots that I wouldn't take. I'm less efficient. I think you may see the total package of what Boogie has when he gets to the Warriors. Playing with team. Playing with a team that's uh, that strapped with scores, but it's still unselfish. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a hell of a move for him, and that's,
1: it it definitely set him up for his uh, long term after this. Yeah, he's not like you say he's not required to do that much, and he already knows going in on in, onto that team. There's gonna be some nights where they're just gonna pound it in the in the paint and give him the ball. There's gonna be some nights where he takes what three to four shots. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's a good luxury to have. We already got mad that Katie joined them, but when you had DeMarcus Cousins it's like damn, like Who got mad? everybody got mad. Everybody. <laughs> I, was I was mad at first too, but at the end of the day like you said, I'm all for player's happiness. Controlling their own fate because a lot of these times, and we're going to get into it later, mm-hmm. these owners have a whole say in, in the sense that these owners are kind of like slave masters in a way. Mm-hmm. They get to pick and choose. You get traded. You get mm-hmm. sold to another team. So um, I'm all for players doing that. And shout out to LeBron James for, you know, paving the way to control your own fate.
0: I'm glad you said that. mm mm-hmm. Cause a lot of people don't admit that. But shout out to LeBron for paving the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. And speaking of LeBron, um, well, even before we get to Yeah, we can go to LeBron go back and forth. Speaking of LeBron, um, you know, he decided to show up to a summer league game. Uh, he made a real nice statement wearing some Laker pants. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw it. It had the Lakers logo mm-hmm. um, on there, and it was worth $500. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been so many funny things I've seen on social media. They literally have walking from the entrance into the actual arena. I mean from the in the arena to the actual court. Um, they had like the, the Wakanda music playing like he's the king. So that joint just geeked a little <laughs> bit, man. Chala. He's a Jala. He literally is the Jala. He's Black Panther. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, I, I love how he went there. Um, you know, he got a chance to meet Ingram. He got a chance to watch Hart play. Um, and and I think it was it was something good. I think that, you know, we haven't heard from him in a while. Um, you know, since he, you know, obviously Lost in the finals, he really hasn't really been around like that. But for him to come to Las Vegas and watch his team play was just good signs, and I think that really uplifted them. Um, how do you feel about the whole situation and whatnot? This whole situation
0: with LeBron, let me start by saying I'm a diehard Laker fan. Oh, yeah. I'm a diehard Kobe Bryant fan. <laughs> but I'm not the type of Kobe Bryant fan that'll bash LeBron just because there was a, a, a mini rivalry between them in the league. I think there's room for everybody to eat. And as a Laker fan, I love it. As, as somebody who's a Lakers fan, I also love it for LeBron for uh, a few reasons. Can I get into those reasons? Yeah. I get into those reasons. First and foremost, it dispels the argument about him not eating in the West. Like he's been avoiding it for his whole career. He dispels that. Two, I think what people are overlooking is the fact that in the East, he's getting knocked right now more so because the, the knock is he's keeping getting to the finals, but he's losing. Yeah, and I, uh, he's like 32 33 right now it's
1: 33 turn 34 December
0: 33 thir- turn into uh, 34 I don't care how superhuman you make yourself out to be at the end of the day. He's still human and I think it's it, it, It's not in his best interest to keep getting to the finals and just losing mm-hmm. So now what do you do you go to the Lakers you're in the West if the Warriors are going to beat them beat him They're gonna beat him early. So what what does what does that do for him? Now he's not in the East. He's not playing an extra, what, 16 games mm-hmm. a year. So if you're going to – why lose in the finals when I can lose? If I'm going to lose anyway, I want to lose early. That means for the next three or four years, I'm not playing those extra games. I got time to rest. I'm resting yeah. my body, and I'm not hurting my finals record. Yeah. On top of that, and we discussed this a little bit earlier, you said this, uh, this, this Laker team is the best team he's been on, I mean – It's better than the the, the Cleveland team he was previously on. Yeah. I think it was the best. This team right here is going to be the best team he's been on since the Heat. Mm -hmm. And I say that with all seriousness, all seriousness. You look at what he has. You have a Brandon Ingram. You have uh, just those those two players, Brandon Ingram and uh, Kyle Kuzma. Mm -hmm. You have two potentially 20-point-plus scores without LeBron. You look at the developmental stages – Next year, I guarantee without LeBron, they would have been 20-plus scores. And this roster before, the the trades and, you know, the acquisitions, none of the new players, for one, had playoff experience. And on top of that, none of them played with a superstar potential, you know, greatest of all time. Kobe Bryant has been gone. They never had an example of how to train, how to win. Now, you take that type of player and you, you know – I guess, uh, put him with play that's already development, uh, developing, their ceiling automatically goes higher. So I wouldn't even be shocked if Brandon Ingram becomes a 24-point uh, score, 25 in his uh, third year. Kyle Kuzma, I guarantee you, as a shooting guard, he can create his own shots. He can get anywhere he needs to. He's long. He got bounce. He's going to create a shot. Now, you surround him with uh, a couple shooters that they picked up in the draft class no team that he was on in Cleveland can touch him in the Lakers. And I think people may be underestimating how good this Lakers team will potentially be. They got Rondo, who is, if anybody can show Lonzo how to score and be effective without a jump shot, is Rondo. He's been doing it his whole career and still never developed a jump shot and Hell won yeah. a championship off of it. Yeah. Now, that's also, they go into the playoffs. You don't, I don't, has LeBron ever not made the playoffs? maybe in his first one or two seasons, Mm -hmm. you got Rajon Rondo, who who becomes another player in the playoffs. So even if you lose, you still show Lonzo how to play. You have Lance Stevenson, Stevenson, who's also a a go-getter. You don't have to worry, you know what you're going to get out of him. Somebody that's going to play tough. He guarded the best, best player in the world a couple times and went after him. He doesn't have to worry about that now. Now you're playing with a LeBron. Rockets. If they if the Lakers face the Rockets, I wouldn't. If I was going to bet on the Rockets, I wouldn't bet big. That's all I'm saying, because I cannot trust Harden, and I'm not going to trust uh, Chris Paul in his old age. Even though he he deserves to, to get a uh, deserve to get a ring, I'm still not trusting it. So I think um, if the Lakers see the Warriors, I think what you may see is a better a better game than we anticipate. You take this Lakers team, and you put them in the East, they're going to the finals. Hands down. I don't think Boston can beat the Lakers. And I, and I you put Kyrie on that team, you put Kyrie and you put an uh, uh, injured Hayward back on that team, I don't think they can beat LeBron or or this Laker team. Too long, too fast, up and down ball.
1: Everybody play uh, defense. You can argue, mm, if anything, the Boston Celtics play better defense. The Boston That's Celtics true. have a better coach. Maybe. Jalen Brown is getting better. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving is coming back. Okay. Gordon Hayward is an all-star. Mm-hmm. Al Horford will be a mismatch at the five. Mm-hmm. Even Baines is kind of doing something. You got that greediness in Marcus Smart. Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. who everyone needs to take hold of, is back. So that team is like the East Spurs nowadays. So, I mean, maybe the Lakers might be in because they have the best player, but I feel like it, it would definitely at least go seven games. Do you
0: remember when uh, Kobe Bryant was playing with the Lakers, and he was uh, he took a step back? I think he came. I think he was on injury, um, and they played like I don't know x amount of games, but they were winning. And, uh, and uh, are you talking about like when Dwight was there? Or? I don't know. I don't remember which year, but Kobe was still formidable. Who's the coach? Um, I don't know which one it is, but I do remember the the discussion was they may be better without Kobe Bryant because of the way the ball moves. I think when we think about Boston, we think, oh, you see how well they played against Cleveland Cavaliers? Imagine with if, if Kyrie Irving played. That a player like Kyrie, who is an ISO player, he's not really he can pass, but he's not known for his passing or distributing the ball. I don't think you see the same even with a Brad Stevenson coaching, I don't think you see the same ball movement as you saw in the playoffs. And I think that might be the little monkey wrench in it. Hmm. Because you Especially if Kyrie – I mean, just – I'm interested to in see how the regular season goes once those two players uh, – uh, those teams go at each other. Because I think it's going to be telling of how, you know, um, Kyrie is going to respond in the, in the actual playoffs, in the, uh, in the finals. Because I do think Boston's going to the finals next year. I don't, think they're going, I don't think they're going to win it. But I do think it's different how we view Kyrie Irving. Like, he's a hell of a player. He really didn't achieve anything until LeBron came there. I would like to see how it, we know he can play. We all, but we don't know about his leadership, and I think that's the question mark. Mm-hmm. I don't think we question LeBron leadership anymore, and I don't think we're going to question these young gunners that he has, as in Brandon Ingram and the in Kyle Kuzma. So I do think if you take the Lakers over to uh, um, to the East. I think they,
1: I think they, I think they walk through Boston. <laughs> we'll definitely see. And the thing is, we are predicting. You know, we are banking on. Lonzo finding ways to score, you know, and still be effective. We are banking on Ingram taking these next steps. You know, what I'm saying we're banking on them meshing together. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm like, I, I was, I was telling you before the, before we even start recording this. You know, I, I'm banking on them, you know, playing up, up to par. Because I even saw Kakuzba Kuzma um, at the SP Wars the other night, and he said, "We're gonna make LeBron, you know, rejuvenated because we young and hungry, mm-hmm. and all we need is that one person to show us how to get it done, and it's gonna be a wrap." Mm-hmm. So, I kind of, I kind of, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going back and forth, but just you know, thinking about it more and more. LeBron knows something that we don't know He He knows something that we don't know People
0: want to play with LeBron man Mm -hmm. People want to play with him
1: Yeah. So my thing is Leading into this Magic said it's going to be a four year plan Um, It better be But LeBron's 33 and he's about to turn 34
0: But he looked 26
1: But he looked 26 Is Father Prime going to catch up with him I know he's defied everything going into year 16 I believe is it wise to wait one year before getting, uh, let's say, a Kawhi Leonard?
0: I, this is the smart thing I think LeBron did. And he, he did something I think a lot of superstars don't do. And what a lot of superstars do is they wait until they're on a decline to find help. LeBron is not on a decline. Maybe by age, but if you look at his production, he does not He's not declining. Now have, you have – you're pairing him with more than two players that can, that can, that can give you 20-plus points a game, and he, he's not on a decline. Not only is he – and LeBron him, himself is a 25-point player a game. He's going to be a 25-point player a game for the next three to four years. I don't think you're going to see a decline. I don't think you're going to see a decline until maybe, maybe year seven. But if you looked at how he was playing um, the last season, he's posting up more. Yeah. He's preserving himself. He's he's taking those breaks that he needs. He's finding breaks. He's not he's not trying to bang on everybody. He does it to you know hype the crowd up. But he's not he's not doing more than he has to. Now you with players that's like you said that's hungry, that can score, and he's in a system where it's no question, you know who's the leader, who's the dog. I think there was a little friction between him and Kyrie um, that last year. Mm-hmm. And the next year, I think it—I uh, I mean, won't no discussion like LeBron was. It's going to be the guy on any any team that he goes to. With the Lakers, that's not a question. You know who's running the the lake show, and I think everybody's going to fall in line. And when their time comes, hopefully they can uh, preserve LeBron for another three to four years after he's
1: actually on a decline. I think I'm most excited for Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Lonzo to me. When he has better talent around him, mm-hmm. that's when you see him thrive. Mm-hmm. That boy about to be You're throwing preaching. dimes, You're yo. Preaching. I'm so excited. Like you say, the Lake Show is back. It is. This is going to be something crazy, and I don't think no one is ready for that until we see it. Um, so with, you know, you and your praise for the Lakers, if you had to predict what seed they'd be, what would you do? I said they would be the sixth seed mm-hmm. um, this year. And I think, and I said that because I think it's gonna be a while in the beginning where they have to get a feel for each other, how to play with one another, mm-hmm. and then I'd say a little bit before maybe Christmas break around that time, then they're gonna to start to keep going forward. How do you feel about that?
0: Before I answer that, I want to back up just a little bit because I I, I want to stay with Lonzo just for a quick second mm-hmm. because I I think what we miss is that no player has was under a microscope as hot as Lonzo s- LeBron. Like, since Bron- LeBron. Yeah. LeBron being in L.A. doesn't increase that pressure. It actually takes pressure off. It takes a lot of pressure off, and he's going to mm-hmm. teach Lonzo how to deal with that pressure exactly. too. Now you're seeing a freer LeBron, and you know things are better when you're winning. They're going to be a winning record team. I said 50 games. 50- oh, yeah. I think you can uh, put that in the books. Um if I was a betting man, um, I think your, 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 your bet, like six seed, I think you can, you can put that in. But, honestly, I don't see them being less than five, but I wouldn't be shocked if they're around three and four. Mm-hmm. I, uh, LeBron James, who's probably still to me the best passer in the league, the best leader in the league. You have uh, a young Lonzo Ball Who wants to get the ball out of his hands? He wants to run. He wants to find an open player. You have players developing like Brandon Ingram, like Kyle Kuzma. If you're watching the Summer League, you see that Hart is getting busy. Them two rookies that he got, them two white boys, ballers. Ballers. I don't. When Lonzo first came in the league, I didn't think it was a great situation for him. Even though he's an LA kid, we can say that he's, you know, his father added the pressure on him. I think he handled the pressure well, but I think he would have flourished at least for his rookie season in a smaller market. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, it's LA, the lights are bright. But it's crazy too because let's not forget
1: this man averaged almost a triple double.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I do think, I think not only LeBron, like I said earlier, LeBron is going to be helping his development. Lonzo doesn't have to be a great shooter, he just has to be a respectable shooter. To me, respectable is not 30% what he shot, like basically what he shot this year. And I think one of the reasons, it look, he's going to be, to me, he's going to be a 35% three-point shooter this year. Not because he's making more shots, it's more so because he's taking less shots and making the shots that he's actually taking. And that's what LeBron, you become more efficient, you Absolute get better looks. Efficiency. Mm-hmm. He's not wasting energy. He, his bread and butter is getting the ball up and down the court. We're not going to look to him to be a scorer. I would say one thing that used to irk me a little bit is when he breaks down the defender, get to the basket, and then passes it. I mean, he's that's pretty good at breaking down defense and getting to oh, the basket too. Six seven, long frame, and got bounced.
1: And play defense. And he what? Twenty twenty one. Yeah. I need you to take that to the rim. <laughs> I need you to take it to the rim. I, we're gonna see it this year. I think he, uh, if you, if I've seen the pictures that are, if they're real on on the internet, he's gotten bigger too. Yeah, LeBron, man, put that ball in some squats and some the bench press
0: and do some push-ups or something, man. But he need to get he need to get busy. He ha you still have to be a threat to score if you're going to be on the court. Yeah, and people cannot be backing off of you, daring you to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. LeBron James, there, somebody's gonna get a double team next year. Yeah. And that's gonna be a lot of wide open shots and a lot of cutting. And we know Lonzo got bounced.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wouldn't. I got Lonzo. Lonzo averaging at least
1: thirteen, Seven, nine, and six. Nine. Okay. Uh, 13 nine and nine. Okay, a I mean, I I wouldn't be shocked anyways. But Lakers gonna be good. And and, I, and while you were you know rapping, I I, I have my predictions mm-hmm. for the top eight teams that are gonna be into the playoffs for the Western Conference. Hey, man, what you got? Number one, I got Golden State. Obviously, right. you know. They are two-time champions, have two of the top five players in the league, mm-hmm. and they have five all-stars on their team with a t- damn good coach and Steve Kerr, and they're the most unselfish basketball team. Mm-hmm. Got my number one. Number two, I feel like Houston definitely has something to prove again, although they did take a step back defensively yeah. with, you know, Trevor Ariza and Bob Mute ain't really doing anything. They're really going to miss Trevor Ariza, though. But I feel like Chris Paul has something to prove. James Harden has something to prove. They still have that system intact. Mm-hmm. And numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm. Their big three is Capella, Harden, and CP3. If you keep that and mix and match with that, I think you're going to have a repeat of last year. Now, will they get the number one seed? No, they're going to go to number two. Number three melodrama's going in OKC. I feel like, you know, Westbrook and whatchamacallit, call it? Westbrook and um Paul George finally are going to figure out how to play together, and they're not going to be like that old KD and Westbrook tandem, mm-hmm. but they're going to still be a good, formidable tandem. And I think, you know, Adam Dennis Schroeder, there may be some times when they do small ball, and they might have Russell play off ball, mm-hmm. which may help them. I think they're going to take another leap, and I have them at number three. Number four, I know people may call me biased and crazy, and we're going to talk about that right after this. We... The Spurs have just gotten DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. We won 48 games, I believe, without Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. What makes you think we won't win more than forty ga- 48 games without, I That's mean, with, with a DeMar DeRozan? Let's not forget he's a 4-5-time All-Star. Damn near, I almost averaged 30 last year. Now, he's not the same type of player as Kawhi, but if it's anyone to get the best out of someone is Coach Pop.
0: He's better for the
1: Spurs. He's better Kawhi. for the Spurs. Than, than
0: Kawhi. He's not better player than Kawhi, but he's better for... Uh, Spurs then quiet
1: the way the Spurs the way the Spurs want to be ran. I agree with you with that Definitely And number five, I got Utah. You know, I really, really love their coach, and I think, you know, my boy Spider, my boy Donovan Mitchell, I just feel like he's going to carry his team even more. Um, They're just going to keep getting better, and they're really going to thrive off of where they ended at in the playoffs. Number six, I got the Lake Show. Um, Like I said, I feel like they're going to start off a little, yeah, and then they're going to start to take their stride, but you know how competitive the West is, so literally every single night is going to be, oh, you're going to be at the five, or at the eight, or at the nine, or back. To the five, um, number seven, I got Portland. They kind of overachieved last year. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Spurs, if Kawhi drama won't happen in and OKC's OKC was only one way of getting the three seed. Um, I feel like Portland, they're gonna be a team that's always gonna be in contention. But I, last year they overachieved. and I feel like Dame and CJ have enough to get you to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that leads to number eight. I really was trying to think. Denver, Pelicans, maybe the Mavs. I know they kinda tanked last year, but or Timberwolves again, but I really don't know because Jimmy may not have his heart, blood, sweat, and tears into it. They say Andrew Wiggins and um Carl Anthony Towns. They, they they too childish. So I don't know how that's gonna go. I don't know if someone's gonna get traded. But I like the pickups for the Pelicans. You know what I'm saying? I think um, you know, they proved last year that they that they can get the job done. Um, I know they did lose Rondo, obviously, you know, boogie was there when they finally had an above 500 record, but I think holiday, you know, has you know, came back to his old self. And I think with Julius Randle coming there, um, they're going to be pretty formidable. So that is my top eight. How you feel about that?
0: I think that's a pretty solid list. Um, <laughs> no, I, I deal with the one through four.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I cannot see OKC being a top four seed. Really, I cannot see it. They were four last I don't, year. Yeah, they were, but I don't think the OKC team they have this year is going to be better than the Lakers. I think the Spurs has a better shot at uh, locking up that third spot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I like I said, maybe even second spot because like, I'm still not sold on uh, on Houston. Mm-hmm. But even still, I I have the Spurs going further in the playoffs this year than Houston. And I I made a comment earlier earlier that um. The Rosen is better for the Spurs than Kawhi was. We'll get there. And uh, you, uh, you, you also just said uh, that they won what forty seven games without Kawhi. 47, 48 games. 47. Yeah. The last time the Spurs won was when uh, Duncan was there.
1: Yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty
0: fourteen. Kawhi Leonard was not an ISO player then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Once Kawhi Leonard became an ISO player, they were good. They they have not won. And that's a whole different style of ball than the Spurs are used to. They really did not have a, a go-to iso player. Now, you look at uh, DeRozan. He's a player who can iso, but still would get his 25 to 30 without isoing. The ball still moves. He may even be a better Shooter than Kawhi and that that's he,
1: that's debunked if you numbers don't lie Kawhi is a better absolutely. mid-range shooter Kawhi is a better three-point shooter Kawhi is a better mm-hmm. defensive player um, I think with the whole ISO thing yes and no to the same extent mm-hmm. But we don't know the ceiling for what Kawhi oh, and the Spurs cool. are gonna do because he got injured absolutely. and this whole and he didn't raft play. within yeah within the organization mm-hmm. They won sixty-seven games last year. Mm-hmm. They were the number two. They were the number two seed. They were the only team while Golden State went what mm-hmm. fifteen or fifteen and zero mm-hmm. before losing to um to Cleveland mm-hmm. when Kyrie was still there. They were up 22, 23 points. Mm-hmm. Who knows if he doesn't get injured? Zaza Pachulia don't mm-hmm. mess him up. I don't know if they won the series, mm-hmm. but they would have damn near won seven games. I think, and that whole narrative would have completely changed, but. That's just me playing hypotheticals, what ifs. Mm-hmm. We don't know. And, you know, I'm a Dive Spurs fan, and I love Kawhi, so I got to ride for my dog. But keep going, boy. So you think Kawhi is better um, <laughs> for the Spurs than DeRozan would be? I think Kawhi is better for the Spurs. Because he's a better player? <laughs> because he's a better player, and he's been under that system for a longer time. But you, you don't think they kind of tweaked their system, system for Kawhi? I mean, yeah, because he, he emerged into that guy. As an ISO player. Yeah.
0: He, he, he had the most success. At, before Kawhi, who was an ISO player? On the team? Yeah.
1: It wasn't Ginobili because he moved the ball. I mean, you can say sometimes Tony Parker, if they gave it to, in the post, Tim Duncan, but it was more so team-oriented, kind of like what Golden State is on, two, on a lower, lower scale. So now you have a player that can produce
0: the same amount of offense. They're both two-way players. They damn near can guard the same position. I don't think you've taken a big drop, that big of a drop on defense. I understand he's a two-time the, uh, defender player of the year, but also... DeRozan is efficient, he doesn't take a lot of threes, and he can guard the best player. I think the Spurs don't take no steps back, especially um, – no, step, no, se-
1: no, no steps, steps back steps, from last year.
0: No steps oh. at all, mm, okay. at all. Even, even Kawhi at his best dish, I'm not talking about his ceiling or his roof, I'm talking about uh, looking at Kawhi for what he is right now. I don't think he's that much greater than DeRozan in that system. Okay. I don't think I don't think you take the rosenman and plug him in and make him a Kawhi. I think you use his abilities in that offense and let the ball move and let him find his shots because he's never been a player that forces his shots. Mm-hmm. And I think when the ball moves, everybody wins.
1: Okay, cool. All right. Well, that just goes into our next topic. Um, there was some crazy news about yesterday yesterday. Um, I it's crazy. I went to go to the bathroom to go take a piss before I went to work. I woke up at like five six in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I got an alert from ESPN, and I think Adrian Wojnowski, um said that, you know, the Toronto Raptors had made a deal. It's not a finished deal, but it's pretty much done. Um, and Kawhi Leonard got traded for DeMar DeRozan. Um, so he got shipped with Danny Green, and the Spurs got DeMar DeRozan, um, this one European player called Jacob Potil and a first-round pick that's um, protected 1 through 20 um, for twenty the year 2020, I think, or next year. Um, but, you know, we kind of already talked about how DeMar DeRozan will fit into that. Um, so my question is, how do you feel Kawhi is going to fit with the Raptors? Even before we even get into that, um, I really wish he talked so we can see <laughs> – What has transpired into that locker room within that organization. We'll never know. He's just not not that type of guy. But for him not to just want to be there anymore, something had to happen. And I don't know if it's something that happened between the players. I don't know if it's something that happened between him and Pop. I don't know if it's something that happened with his uncle, I don't know if it's something that happened with the organization, the front office, but I feel like something happened to make him not want to be there anymore because he had his team. Mm -hmm. He was the future. Tim Duncan basically gave him the keys. Tony Parker gave him the keys. Milo Janome gave him the keys. Pop gave him the keys. And for him not to want the keys anymore is just kind of crazy. So um, I knew it was inevitable that it was going to happen. I just didn't know it was going to be out of all teams of Raptors. Like I heard about this news last week, and I was like, all right, well, yeah, that's that's stupid. Um, I thought he was just going to have to force himself to play in San Antonio or sit out, but – San Antonio made a good move. Um, I'm a diehard fan, so I really love DeMar DeRozan. only thing I'm worried about is what are you going to do in the playoffs? I'm a huge guy in believing, like, Yo, and it's cool what you do in the regular season, but mm-hmm. if you cannot translate what you're doing in the course of 82 games into the playoffs mm-hmm. when you're focused on one team for two weeks, mm-hmm. and then what are you doing? You know, what I'm saying that's what my still that's what that's still what my knock is with Harden. You know, Harden. You know, he was MVP. Mm-hmm. You know, he do what do. he do. He had a pretty damn good playoff stretch, but there were some times, too, where Chris Paul had to carry that low. I mean, that's what they brought him there for. But you mean to tell me you have one of the best offensive teams and you're up 10-plus points going into half and you can't close a deal? You're up 3-2? You kind of folded under pressure a little bit. And I feel like with DeMar DeRozan, he's that type of player. Yes, he's going to look great in pop system, but when it matters the most And when you result to iso ball in the playoffs, what are you going to do? And that was my biggest knock on DeMar DeRozan. I love the guy. Great, great person. But what are you going to do when it matters the most? And I feel like him and LaMarcus, I love those guys. Mm -hmm. They under my Spurs wing. Mm -hmm. They're not really too good when it matters the most. And I feel like even though you said DeMar DeRozan suits better for them, Moments like the playoffs is where Kawhi would thrive, um, and we already kind of talked about that. How how do you feel about my whole take on that whole situation with, you know, not not being ready for the limelight?
0: I think we when we judge the um, Rosen um, playoff woes,
1: and it kind of with LeBron being and in that's the East. Where
0: I'm going. <laughs> like if we're gonna critique DeRozan, we gotta critique the whole damn East. Because anytime LeBron stepped into the stadium, I don't care what seed he was, he was getting to the championship. So, I mean, you can be one, two, three, it didn't matter. My money was always going to be on LeBron in the East. So him going against the greatest player ever, I'm, I can't really use that as a barometer to say how well he performs. Because mm-hmm. nobody really performs well against LeBron except
1: for KD. I mean, yeah, I, I understand that just like how, you know, Jordan won six chips every time he went, there may have been a lot of players who could have went to the finals mm-hmm. or could have did thrown or whatever, didn't do it because Jordan was in his prime. And mm-hmm. same as LeBron's in his prime. Mm-hmm. But you can you mean to tell me you the number one, number two seed damn near every year? I've I've looked at since he's since they've been winning. On average, I think the average is two point six. So he's around a, one, a two to three seed every year. You mean to tell me you won fifty nine games? You're essentially kind of would you say top five MVP candidate this past year okay. based on what he did? I say he's a top five, top top at least top ten, top five. I say yeah. I think he was top ten MVP to pick to play in the league. No MVP candidate voting. Okay. That like like based on you know not only what he averaged but his mm-hmm. team's success, I will put him at probably top five, top top let's six. Not
0: forget he too is in the East. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's in the East too. So I think any success being number one is going to be like exacer exacerbated mm-hmm. because he's in the East. That's true. His performance really wasn't. I mean, he played well, but he he wasn't like that. He wasn't like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So what I was saying is, you mean to tell me you had the. Second best record in all of the NBA, even over the Warriors, Mm -hmm. and you look promising. The whole thing is, we think you're gonna get to the finals this year, Mm -hmm. and you can't win one game. You go get benched. You mean to tell me a Victor Oladipo led Pacers can take the? Yeah, who was balling can take the Pacers to seven games against LeBron, and you can't win one game. One game. Absolutely.
0: I I mean, what's who up? is, let me ask you this, is the, is the Rosen a superstar or he just has superstar abilities?
1: At this point, based on this year, aside from the playoffs, you can call him a superstar. Ain't nobody going to see rosen. <laughs> Ain't nobody <laughs> going
0: like, to. I mean, who, what superstar is he playing with? He's playing Lowry? with all-star. Lowry? He's not a top 10 point guard. He's not a top. He could be. Yeah, uh, He's a top man. 10 point guard?
1: Yeah, we can name that. Is he for, if you got to think about it, he's not a top 10 point guard. Let's, let's see. We got Steph at one. Now, this is no particular order, Just name it. Name it. Steph, Dame, Kyrie, John Wall, mm-hmm. Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Who else is Who am I missing? I feel like I'm missing some people. Let me see your Steph, Dame, Kyrie, Wall, Westbrook. Westbrook. Oh, yeah. I Shit, my you fault. Ran the point guard. Ah. I feel like now that he's there, he's, he's a, a two. Point. He's, he's a two. A point guard, okay. That you, ball is in his All center. right. You can give him that, mm-hmm.
0: I guess. Don't do that
1: to me. That's still seven.
0: Well, if I was making my list for him, <laughs> I'd come He's, he's top a,
1: ten, man. He's at the bottom. Is, is, he, is, he, a, is he a max player? Well. Lowry? I, I hy, say, hypothetically spe- hypothetically Lowry. speaking, based on the numbers he provides, he is a max he's a, player. T- he's a
0: tier three point guard.
1: <laughs> all right, tier two, two. Yeah, who you
0: put? Who who you putting on one?
1: All these guys are one. Okay. <laughs> Steph, Dane, Kyrie, Wall, Westbrook, C.P.D. 3 Hard—they all one.
0: Okay. I can't give them. T- I can't give them tier
1: three. two. Is like a Drew Holiday, Kyle Lowry. Uh, if you're healthy, Isaiah Thomas—that's my Thomas? top two. If he's healthy,
0: I think Isaiah Thomas is a tier three player too. All I'm saying is I'm not. I'm not, breaking, I'm not breaking the bank over Kyle Lowry. And to be honest, his playoffs was uh, way worse than uh, DeRozan watching the game. Because I, 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 I think if Lowry produces, then it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't fall back on DeRozan so hard because DeRozan was the face of the Toronto. Mm-hmm. But I think you put him in a system with a groom coach, a system that's already in play, and he doesn't really have to take any steps back as far as um, being asked to do more than what he already is. I think it's perfect. And I mean and also he's in the West. So I mean, he's in a system where the ball is moving. He's not going to have the spotlight on him to produce because he's uh uh finishing a record with one and two. I think I think the Spurs may may just made the best decision in all, all of the, you know, acquisitions.
1: I mean, obviously they made the best decision Besides because yeah. I'm I'm just talking about the trade between yeah. the Toronto and, and 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 the Spurs. Obviously, they they were the bread winners because absolutely. you still have Demar Rosen for three more years. Yeah, absolutely, and they got a first round pick. It's good short term for the Raptors because they do have a top three player when healthy on their team, but he's only there for a rental. It's not like a oh like last year when Indiana traded Paul George to OKC. Mm-hmm. They ran the table. They definitely banked on it. I thought you know. LeBron and Paul Jones Are going to team up together I'm happy that actually Didn't happen now Mm -hmm. We thought that was Going to happen but Being there for a year Being around Russ Being The player that he is He bought into The front office He, Mm -hmm. He bought up that loyalty So I think Kawhi definitely has his mindset on L.A., whether it's the Clippers or the Lakers. If he's a, if he's a smart man, he would not go to the Clippers at all. Absolutely If not. he's a smart man. But, um, yeah, the, the Spurs were definitely the breadwinners. Um, now it's pretty interesting because before Kawhi got traded, he threatened to sit out actually the whole year. Um, and, I think, and I think now he has to play because, one, I think he's fully out the mm. Let's get that out the way. Two, if you want to get this money I know he left 200 plus money 200 plus million dollars Down the table but if you want to get that Max contract you Have to play you have to show teams Even the Lakers That you are worth that Amount of money that you are still A top tier player in this league top Three whatever you want to call it so I think he has to play he may Not you know want to Extend his his time there but See what you got to do. And LeBron's left the West. So, mm-hmm. technically speaking, you're the best player in the East now. This can be your year running the East. Um, so, I think it's short term success, you know, for the Raptors. And I think, you know, Kawhi, I, think, I hope he's fully healthy. I think if he can get the one seed, because the, Ra- the Raptors were the one seed last year, 159 games. So, imagine, you know, getting. Kawhi Leonard, just substituting Kawhi Leonard for DeMar Rosen, mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's a little different, too, because Philly has gotten better. Mm-hmm. Celtics are getting two All-Stars back. Jason Tatum has emerged. Mm-hmm. You got Rogier who has emerged. Mm-hmm. You have um, Jalen Brown, who's emerged. I just saw a video the other day. He's working out with T-Mac, and that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he can get the number one seed in the East, regardless, they might just give him the MVP. Um, but I think this year... It's either going to go to Kyrie or LeBron, um, we can get into that for another day. But um, he has to play this year um, if he wants to get that money, and and that would just be a bad rap on his name. You know what I'm saying? Last year we gave you the benefit of the doubt. They re- they misdiagnosed your injury. There's a lot of stuff going on, and and and, it, and it's crazy because the the coaches staff, I mean the the, uh, the the medical team, they actually did say he was cleared to play. Mm-hmm. But even me, I fractured my wrist before. Mm-hmm. I fractured my hand before. They told me one thing. I went to get a second opinion because I felt like did something went right. Mm-hmm. So I understand when he goes to a second opinion. So we we give you the benefit of the doubt this whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yo, just go play ball, man. You can't pay $20 million. Well, why not go hoop? So we're going <laughs> to see. Um, it's going to be interesting. What I'm mad about is I think Toronto fired Dwayne Casey too fast. Mm-hmm. I really think he was one of the best coaches in the East and all in all the NBA. So even though they won 59 games last year and they did get a better um, player, you know, Kawhi Leonard over DeRozan, and they added Danny Green too, which was a plus. Um, I just feel like I don't know how that system is going to be ran, so it's really hard for me to see how Toronto is going to fare as far as what seeding. They're definitely going to be a top three, top four team, mm-hmm. but I just don't know with the emergence of these Boston, these Seventy seventy sixes and you know them having in a new coach, how that's going to fare out. Um, how do you feel about Kawhi in Toronto? Kawhi
0: in Toronto. Um well first I would to say that um Dwayne Casey, I think he's a hell of a coach. I know he uh he's not there anymore, but uh, I don't I'm not mad that he is gone. Mm-hmm. I think I think if you look at his regular season, does he and he's kinda like Brad Stevenson who can, you know, do the most with what he got and he's been doing that, but I, at the end of the day he's not getting it done in the playoffs. So I understand that. So why, you know, keep I mean the wasn't, you know, going to change overnight. And he, like I said, he wasn't getting it done.
1: Because you argue, though, that since LeBron oh, did absolutely. leave the East, mm-hmm. let's say this. If LeBron, if they happened to beat the Cavs yeah. this past year, do you think they could have beat the Celtics and went to the finals? I, I think I think if you take away LeBron James, I think Toronto could have won to the finals this year. I don't think they're Boston. You don't think so?
0: I don't think they beat. Boston. I
1: think they just have a, some mental edge with LeBron. I truly do believe they would have beat Boston. You think so? Yeah. And oh, the way Boston, Boston was, was playing, they only won at, in,
0: at home. Boston was getting busy. Though. They were getting busy? And they were strapped, and they got depth. And Jason Tatum, <laughs> he's, I'm telling you, he's like a light-skinned Kobe
1: Bryant, bro. He's like a Kobe Bryant mixed with like a Paul Pierce. He got a little he bit. got
0: the moves and he can stroke that thing. I don't I, I don't see Toronto beat that team. I don't see him beating that Boston team.
1: That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But going back to the Kawhi on the Raptors,
0: Kawhi on the Raptors. If we swapping those?
1: No, just how do you think the Raptors are going to do this year? How do you feel about the one year rental? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I think
0: you pretty much took the words out of my mouth because I don't I don't see them achieving high I think for Kawhi like you said it I Think he's going to end up back in the West. I think what he's playing for is exactly what you said How much money am I worth now and the Lakers are a smart uh, business? They got Magic Johnson who can spot talent, but he also knows money now We know we want you now the question is how much we're going to pay you to be here mm-hmm. I think this one year is, like you said is this a rental Show me that you can still produce 25 to 25 points a game. Show me that you're still a two-way player after sitting out a whole year, and then I break bank for you. Mm -hmm. But in this uh, rebuilding um, um, time frame that the Lakers have, the worst thing they can do is overpay for a player, even if it's Kawhi, Mm -hmm. because you have young talent. And and basically with this team that they have now, you can't really depend on the lottery because you're not going to be at the bottom of the West anymore, so you're not going to get those draft picks. Uh, with at least a lot of uh, lottery. So it's all about acquisition. Now, how do you want to do it? You want to overpay uh, Kawhi, who's not the player we thought he was? He got to prove it. So this is one year that he has. I think the best thing that can happen for him if, is that he don't make the playoffs. With t- I'm not saying that he won't. I'm saying no, he- for him, the best thing he can do is not the team as itself not make the playoffs because we don't want to risk him getting hurt in the okay, playoffs okay. when you're not going to win the championship anyway. So ball out in the regular season, have the coach sit you down, and get on out of there.
1: Whether we like it or not, it's the East. It's the Eastern Conference, as Skip Bayless would say. So like, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. I think. You better fake another injury. I think they're definitely going to. Probably get to the second round and then lose to Philly or lose to mm-hmm. Boston. Cause,
0: and I also want to say, like, I don't think Kawhi would be the best player in the East. I still think I still give the nod to Embiid. I think you can make the case he's the most accomplished player. But I don't think he's the best player. I, I still I mean, give the nod to Embiid. I,
1: and, and, and there's nothing wrong with saying that because the season hasn't started yet. Now, we're going to see how things unfold. So, now I'm not even mad at you saying Embiid's the best player in the East. Mm-hmm. Who's number two? Kyrie.
0: I think you can make a case for Kawhi or Kyrie, but I, uh, I give it to Kawhi based on what I saw a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But I still think Kyrie is still young. I think he's going to bounce back from his injury. And he's also a player who's the point guard, so who, even if he's not better than Kawhi, he can get off the appearance because he has the ball in his hand. And I think also being on a better team like Boston – I have to give the nod to, uh, to, uh, to Kyrie.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So we definitely going to see, um, you know, how that's going. So one last thing I want to say that I want to see when the mm-hmm. season starts is obviously, you know, um, opening night slash opening week, they always have these high-caliber games and mm-hmm. shit. This is my dream. Hopefully someone hears this, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want to see opening night Celtics versus Lakers.
0: Okay.
1: Lake Show, um, you got you know LeBron on a new team on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. You got Kyrie coming back with that team. The emergence of all these stars on the on the East and mm-hmm. us really seeing what this Laker team's about. Obviously, the first game is just the first game, but mm-hmm. the hype around it would be so od. Mm-hmm. Warriors Rockets rematch. You know the Warriors again their championship ring. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul got hurt, so it's gonna be a lot of bad blood that first game back. I think that's gonna be something to watch. I want to see Spurs Raptors Mm. open a week. Mm. I want that shit to be in San Antonio too. Who you got winning? I, I, I don't know. Because I'm DeMar DeRozan and, and Kawhi going to just go at each other. <laughs> and that's just going to be crazy. Like, Kawhi might go for 35-40. DeRozan's liable to go for 35 42. So, I think he's just going to go back at each other, and we're really going to see. Um, I may just have Toronto. I mean, Kawhi just silencing the crowd and mm-hmm. just getting them out the way. Um, and then I don't want to see the Thunders versus, Thunders versus 76ers, you know what I'm saying? Paul, I thought Paul George was going to, you know, the best basketball player, I thought he was going to go there. I'm um, gonna we'll see if Ben Simmons, you know, worked his shot or not. I know Russell Westbrook and Joel and B had that beef with one another. So, I think that would just be something exciting for the fans. How do you feel about those games? I love it. And as far as, like, the
0: Spurs versus the Raptors, I'm giving it to the uh giving it to the Spurs. Yeah. I think Kawhi may win up win the one on one matchup. Yeah. Like he might outshine DeRozan. But I mean, new coach, maybe a new system. Yeah. Having to work in the ISO player—that's a whole lot for a new coach in a in a new city. Yeah. Uh, I don't care how experienced you are. Now you have DeRozan, like I say, who fits perfectly with the Spurs, being a 2 a player. You have the Spurs, who's not—you know—a big game is not foreign to foreign to the Spurs. They've been there before. So I I got. I got the Spurs winning just by getting out-coached
1: by pop. Mm. I liked it. I liked that. We will see. Um, And this was a great episode, man. Uh, Thanks for being on this episode. Any last words you have to say? Uh,
0: Appreciate the time, Caesars. I hope you have me again. And I look forward to uh, hanging with you this summer.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. Now I got to run that 2K back in... Bust that ass <laughs> But ladies and gentlemen Thanks for listening to episode 35 Of the Caesar show Make sure to spread the love And you know, follow me on all forms of social media At Sir Caesar That's S-I-R-S-E-E-Z-U-S I'm available The Caesar show Available on iTunes Podcast Connect, Podcast Connect And SoundCloud Go check it out Some dope content You don't want to miss out I'm um, out